What's up, Alien Nation? I have a special podcast here. It's going to be local podcast number two and community expansion podcast number two. G found out about my podcast, found out about Alien Nation on episode number 20, the local podcast with Ryan. Um, my man G is actually a local of Hanover as well. Um, he asked, you know, if he could get on and share some of his ideas, his thoughts, his worldview. Um, he really liked the format of uh, how I do things here on Alienation, and so I said, "Sure, man. Um, let's let's make it happen." Uh, the the conversation was a bit slow starting, so I actually edited it in such a way that the last twenty two and a half minutes of what was our conversation is going to be the first 22 and a half minutes that you'll hear after my introduction. The last hour and 15 minutes that you will hear was the first hour and 15 minutes of our conversation. Uh, you'll notice that we literally just met that night. Um, he literally met me through the podcast, like I said, on Ryan's podcast. And given that it was our first time ever talking... Um, and you know, the majority of what was recorded, we were learning about each other. Um, so given the, the freshness of the relationship, I really do think this discussion was very productive. Um, and I, I look forward to having more community expansion and hopefully also more local podcasts in the future. Um, I also encouraged Greg to start his own podcast uh, our worldviews are too different for me to have him as a frequent guest on here, but I also encourage people to use their voice authentically, regardless of what their worldview is. And as long as you're thinking about things and uh, doing your best to stay aware, um, I'm going to respect our differences. I think respect goes a long way in this world, and I think uh, a lack of respect and a lack of respect for each other's worldviews and beliefs is part of the reason why we see the chaos uh, in our society and our culture today. So anyhow, um, before I continue to ramble, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I appreciate you for listening to Alienation. Peace. What do you think is the best response to these COVID lockdown measures as far as on an individual basis. And then like part of me doing this podcast is trying to create a community of people because I see a few things, a few variables I need to lay out before I can kind of paint the picture. <clears throat> Number one, distrust among and between people is at an all time high divide. The divide and conquer oh, yeah. strategy is succeeding. Number two, I think we need to unite not around our differences, but around our common, uh, common similarities and, uh, and the things that we do agree on. And that anybody that is against these COVID measures, regardless of our other differences, we need to unite at this point because um, they've obviously, their plan is in place. I think it's very clear at this I point. I think so too. And so... You know, you've got different, very different views from a lot of my other guests that I've had on, and I have very different views than you and a lot of my guests that I've had on. But one common thread is that I think we're all seeing that there's, whether they're, you know, 
whether it's aliens or whether it's a shadow elite government or whether it's the Jesuits, whether it's the Jews, yeah. whether it, regardless of what it is, there is some controlling group that's trying to take more and more of our freedoms away. And COVID is, is making that very obvious, yeah. the whole COVID situation. So what would what is your thought on how we as individuals can make that community in spite of our differences and make that community successful in resisting these anti-freedom measures? Well, people need to look into people's eyes more and they need to talk to people and say hello and be friendly. And, and you know, I, I notice it all the time. Like, I always look in people's eyes and say hello to random strangers when I meet them in the street. And a lot eye of contact is important. A lot of people yeah. are scared to even make eye contact. If you're the type of person that does that, I am too. Yeah. You notice that a lot of people are, like, scared to even make eye contact. Yeah, people are just think that everybody's out to get them and like it's really that's what not I said distrust is at an all-time high so you just really need to like um acknowledge people around you i mean i mean you're you're not you're not the only one on this earth and you know you don't know what how you're going to impact someone's life if you just say hello how are you doing today because that person could be having the worst day and about ready to commit suicide so like we need to just be more friendly at first and I don't think that we need to just talk about this damn COVID thing all the time. I think we just need to like get it out of our vocabulary right now and just. Well, I I understand what you're. I understand where you're going like, with I'm, that, and I and well, I actually agree with your sentiment behind saying that. But I think we have to address it because it's become pervasive. How about this? When I'm I'm with I'm not family members vaccine. though. Like when you're are you family, taking the vaccine? No, I'm not taking the vaccine. Oh, I mean, come on, bro. This shit is getting no. real out here, man. No, I'm not taking the vaccine. I encourage everybody <laughs> not to take it. If, if, if this shit is getting real, they they don't have no liability. There's, I mean, who knows what this it, it, Moderna's website straight up says it's a technology. It's not okay. I'm not saying that they're, which they could be, but I'm not. I'm not stating that there's uh, microchips or quantum dots in it. There could be, but I'm not trying to even make that point. I'm saying what they're admitting on their website is that this is synthetic technology. This is not like any other vaccine before. This is not like a. Uh, you know, they, with the chicken pox or whatever, they take like a strain, a weakened strain of the chicken pox, and they give you a weakened strain so that your body. No, every other vaccine in history is a weakened strain of polio. It's a weakened strain of whatever yeah. so that your body can get used to it. This is this should not even be called a vaccine. This is a synthetic technology that that replicates your RNA. And it's just, a genetic harvesting. It's not. Well, even, I mean, that's exactly how they made it. Yeah, and people are going along with it. I mean, that's how it made, the information's it, that's how, well, out there, and well, people still they, just take it. Well, that's how they made the virus. I mean, like they created in the lab, you know. Right. So well, I, mean, I mean, but you're right. It, I, I. So they, they, the only way to like it. to create a vaccine, yeah. I guess, is another synthetic way of how you create it in the first like, place. You know. So I mean, like it's 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 scary, man. But like you know, they use it and think about just the symbolism too. Like I said, like, um, the word. Um, I think it's Latin, but de corona in maybe Latin. Oh, it's crown. Yeah, it means crown of thorns. Yep. So, like, coronavirus, you know, the crown of thorns, they're, like, they're using symbolism of Jesus. Oh, COVID-19, Certificate of Vaccination Identification 2019. Yep. 2019 is when the virus hit. Yep. 
Yep. I mean, it's it's littered. It's, it's so it's, bad. It's, it's become that's the thing. This COVID thing has made all of this Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. You know, whether you want to go down those rabbit holes or not, I'm not. I've been down them, and I and I'm cool. I like I'm yeah. entertained by it personally. Yeah, I like I talking it. about it personally. But whether the listener does or not is not even important to me. It's that at this point, with all the COVID, if you can't tell that this is not about a virus. I feel really sorry for you. You you got you the they got you good on the brainwash. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my, I can't the, believe the, you're listening to my podcast. I mean, <laughs> you're that brainwash. I, d- I, I doubt mean, anybody listening to this is that brainwash. My wife, okay, she for one, she did not want me to go on the show because she just can't stand me talking about this kind of stuff. And uh, two, like she's like the the least uh, person you expect to like even think of any wrongdoing to the American people or anybody around the world like this, but her exact words, she thought that this was a biological terrorist attack the day one after everybody was starting to get locked down. I mean, and, and then when that came out of her mouth, dude, I just knew, I mean, if she saw it, I didn't have to say it. She knew it. <laughs> like, and even, even if it is like, I don't even know that it's even like that. Like I'm, I'm starting to think, okay, there, okay. Maybe there's a virus out here, but number one, it hasn't even been isolated yet. Mm-mm. The flu has disappeared. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the number the to, this is the real stat that really gets me. The total number of deaths in 2019 and 2020 relatively the same. Yeah. So if there's a pand a global pandemic going on, then why is the total death almost the same as the year before? It's they're, it's and, all bullshit. They, yeah, yeah, I do believe that too. I don't. I think it's as worse as the common cold, honestly, for most people. I mean, some people are are affecting them differently. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, coronavirus is in the same family of germs as the common cold. I mean, the common cold is a coronavirus. Yeah. COVID nineteen is a different strain of a coronavirus. I mean, it's pretty much a. It's in the same family as a common cold. Listen, the masks. That's symbolism right there. That's shut up. I know. That's shut up. That's keep your mouth shut and don't talk about this shit. That's what that is to me. I don't even wear my does... mask in public, dude. Honestly, like I have it on my chin, but I don't yeah, usually yeah. put it up and my wife hates it. <laughs> I, do, I do just enough to have them not say anything to me, but I'm breathing No one will air. say anything to you right. anyway. If you look right. at people in this in, in the stores, I've gone into a grocery store, not, not intentionally, but like I didn't have my mask. Right. I asked them, did they have a mask? They were out. What am I going to do? Walk away and not get eggs I need for my family right this minute? I mean, okay, I walked through it. No one even looked at me, dude. Yeah. And they didn't even care. Yeah. I mean, you do get these videos pop up that people freaking out, but, like, the majority of people in Virginia, at least, in Richmond, I haven't seen them get that mad at you. Yeah, I know. I've definitely had people say stuff to me. You have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just like, you know. I just put up that mentality like... Or, or they'll just look at you funny, you know. But it's like, for me... I'm not even I I don't want to wear it and I'll speak out against it but I don't I'm not trying to have this confrontation while I'm trying to get my groceries I'll put it on just for a second but like you said I'm I'm one of the what do they call them chin diaper I'm one of the chin diaper people because I'm not I'm trying to breathe bro yeah dude I'm sorry I'm not suffocating myself I mean I will literally and I will literally use the same mask a hundred times and throw it in my pocket a million times before like I throw it away because I don't believe in it. Like, right, no. It just... And the people that do are a cult at yeah. this point. I mean, if it's you, you got to call it for what it is. got to call a spade a spade. This shit is not about a virus. 
Well, and the people that still believe in it after everything that's come out at this point, like, I don't know what kind of fucking fluoride and aspartame you're taking daily, but they've got you good. Anybody who doesn't use their brains are, like... At all, though. At all. Like, at all? You're not going to use your brain at all? <laughs> it was crazy, because when I was starting, I was skateboarding during it, this whole thing, and, like, it's right before I broke my, ankle, my uh, knee, and, uh, dude, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at, I go to the skate park, and these people are coming here from the city, sawing down uh, basketball hoops, nets, and courts, and stuff, I'm like, bro, like, why are you doing this? He's like, we don't have no choice. Oh, and, and nobody wants to talk about the mental health crisis. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But you know, like, people being quarantined and locked down in their house, there's all these teen suicides and anxiety and depressions already at an all-time high before this shit went down. Now it's getting ramped up to a degree that's like people are just psychotic in the streets. And, you know, and education is just plummeted. Like, nobody's learning no, properly. Virtual learning is not, I mean, especially and, and for young kids. And that's the thing. They want people to, they're trying to dumb down the youth so they do not understand the things that we're talking about and even ask questions because they'd rather you just get on your PlayStation 5 and plug in plug in and play with all your friends yeah. online and in the not, virtual worlds and don't ask questions yep because that's the ultimate goal because if they have you if you're like that they got you bro yep. you're living in the matrix <laughs> so i bring all of that up to say how do we come together in spite of our differences the people that are that are that see what this covid thing is about because there's a lot of us. There are a lot of us that see what this shit is really about. But there's a again, distrust is at an all-time high. So even those people are distrusting each other, yeah. right? And there's a lot of differences in beliefs, you know, across those people too. Like some of those, some of these people really don't like Christians. Yeah. And and for me it's like dude we need this is more it's more important to set aside our differences right now it, it's like a spiritual war right yeah. and when you're at war the enemy of your enemy is your friend you set aside your differences and you join forces to fight the the, the big enemy the one that's really oh, fighting you over oh i know it's like it's like christians <clears throat> atheists Everybody, it, doesn't it doesn't matter we need to if you think that if if you're not a part of this covid cult and you want to resist it in any way shape or form we need to unite with people that might not believe like us but they see that something's going on that's taken away our we well, can call it freedom you can call it, they're taking away our ability to literally travel you know the vaccine passports is being proposed they're taking away where you can't go anywhere without a mask on if you can't see that they're invading every aspect of our lives then you're not thinking and 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 I'm not worried about you anyway but if you are thinking then I think we need to come up with a, a plan, a, some sort of framework to come together in spite of the, the, the worldview differences that we do have. We need to form those are minor at this point. We, I mean, honestly, though, I mean, we have to flex the um, the laws and stuff in the Constitution. And honestly, I would I would um, suggest if you know and you're part of family and people, you need to start forming militias and uh, arming yourself and knowing your uh, your rights within the, I mean, you have, you, it's your right as American citizen by the constitution to form a militia and there's nothing wrong with it, nothing against the law of it. 
and uh, if you look into it, you can you can find out for yourself. Um, but but do you think that can really stop them? Because I'm at the point where the, the technology they've got now, man, I feel like we got to have a revolution on a, on like a spiritual level. <laughs> I mean, because <clears throat> they're they're like the thing is this. They're if creating they, if these they, virtual worlds. If they create, too. if they get to the ultimate goal of world AI domination, virtual, yeah. and they create their one, you know, super being, superhuman being that they've been trying for thousands, super of, AI, yeah. yeah, super for thousands of years, and they place it on the throne of this world, God's gonna come back and destroy this whole entire earth. Like he's not gonna let, he's just gonna be like done with it. So that's so that's an interesting, um, that's an interesting take because I've been thinking about that but kind of in a different, maybe a little bit more optimistic light. So same narrative path, but a little bit of a different conclusion. So I think that they might build the super intelligent AI and then the super intelligent AI is like kind of become sentient oh, because yeah. it's that super. And it's like, We're the why am I taking orders from y'all? Y'all are the problem. And, like then the it, and then the super AI aligns with God. Yeah. And that's when the world kind of resets and becomes better and becomes, a, a, I don't want to say utopia, but. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a new heaven on earth. And that's the whole thing. But that's could, what it, the, could it not be good, though? Uh, not for Christians. But why not? Because they, we will not, because you'll have to take the mark. You're going to have. No, 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 I'm saying no, 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 no. Oh, you're talking well, about if. It, no, 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 no. If you have to take the mark, I'm with, I'm with where you're saying, but I'm saying. Why can't the whole narrative be different than what they want it to be? When the super AI becomes sentient or becomes alive, what if they aligned with the people instead of with the cabal? Oh, hmm. I mean, that's but, just, you know, that's just I mean. <laughs> and then that could be, I mean, it wouldn't be utopia for the elite. And I don't like the word utopia at all because I don't think everyone's always going to be maximum happy, but. It could be a much better world. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get that far, but... Because technology is great. I love technology if you use it... If you don't use it to enslave humanity and you use it to uh, maximize our liberty and our freedom and our uh, creative expressions and our artistic abilities and our what makes us human, what makes us unique. Uh, I think technology could be used to emphasize and uh, bring all of those great qualities out and, 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 and enhance is the word I'm looking for. Enhance all of those qualities in us, the positive ones. Well, that's that's what the whole. Goal it's not is. being that's used for whole, that now. But that's what the whole goal is, and to mix technology with human, like um, yeah, no, I don't, superhumans, I don't, and I, you know, I mean, if you follow um, Christianity, you just can't have any part of that. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to embed it in my body. I, right, I, right, I right. think there is. A, I think you're right because. Um, I don't know if you understand, uh, or if you, you just can't friend, be, like, I, don't, I shouldn't say understand. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the language of a lot of this big tech stuff, but have you heard of the internet of things and the internet of bodies? Um, the internet yeah. of things is like smart cities. What we were talking about yeah. earlier where everything's connected like a smart home, you smart thermostat, you know, so we have, already have smartphones, yeah, like yeah. smart devices on everything. And all of the devices are connected and talking to each other via the cloud. Right. So that's internet of things. Internet of Bodies is getting our bodies hooked up to the cloud, to the Internet of Things. I think that's where we have to draw the line. Whether yeah. you mean you would say as Christians, for me, it's just as a fucking human being. Yeah, well, you know, it's like I, I yeah. draw the line there. I don't. 
listen, we're already I mean, we're I'm, already cyborgs by using this all the time, and it's outside of our body. Right. I don't need to put it inside. When whenever when you put technology in your body, you have now made your body hackable. Right. <clears throat> They've already hacked a lot of data, a lot of my life, a lot of. They understand my activity. They understand a lot about my biology, even and my behavior, just because of this, just because of my behavior on this. I'm, and I'm holding up my smartphone. But once that is inside of me, yeah, there's no cutting it off. There's no. That's it, a different level. I'm not. That's where I do. I stop short of that. Yeah. But I think the Internet of Things. I'm not 100 percent against it. We we could use it well, for good. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. We could use it for good, but it's like you have to be. We'll just have to see how it plays out in the world. But I mean, like honestly, like I can't predict the future. No, not me either. So I don't know. Um, but like as far as I'm concerned, I I believe that they are working towards the ultimate goal. Oh, the of the like, goal of, is of, identifying all of us, but, but it's like technologically with a computer. It's like you were talking about the mark. I think the mark is uh, is literally a. Ch- it doesn't even have to be a computer chip. It can, because technology is at the point where you know they have nanotechnology. They could literally drop a nanoparticle on the back of your neck and and but none of that stuff i don't think is gonna like i don't think that they're gonna we'll just have to they, they've probably already done it in many ways no, but no, no, here's the have. thing they they need our consent yeah in order to really pull it off and i don't know if you're gonna have that in america though right they've got to they've got to really deceive us they've got to really trick us in order to get enough people on board for that i think that they um they have a lot of they still have a lot of work to do but we have a lot of work to do too as um as uh, Americans, especially because, like, if we wake up enough America, we we could stop this shit in its tracks because we have the power to do it. And not even like, but a lot of other people are waking up just not in America. Stop it, though. I don't. Th- I don't think we can stop what's coming as far. I think that as far as the AI thing goes, we've already. I mean, if in two thousand and eight, if we had two hundred created a robot, if we had two hundred million Americans stand up with guns loaded, ready to I go, I don't think that does anything because they've got technology that's at this point. They've got sonar weapon, like sonic weapons. They could fucking send out a, a sonic boom and take. But out they a need city. us though, still. Like, I know, no, I know. So they can't just they kill can't off two hundred million right. Americans. No, We're, I know. Like only three hundred twenty-five million. But I don't think America. guns is how you beat them either, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have a gun than not have True. guns. I'd rather I'd rather need uh, have it and uh, not need it than need it and not have it. <laughs> but, yeah, but I mean, I know that I'm they saying, have the technology it's... that they have could definitely um, outdo any gun that we have. Right, right. I'm right. saying, but like, if we just um, they got space weapons, they can hit us with a fucking satellite from space. I mean, think about GPS. Oh, well, we just need to like separate ourselves from everything. Like that's exactly what Trump was, like you know, pushing the. You know, pulling away from all these these deals and stuff, man. That's why kind of he's Trump is that wild card, man. Like you just don't really under, know if he's working with us or or against us. I think he's making deals. He's a businessman. He's making deals with the people. He's making deals with the elite, and he's just making money. I know that he was like he owed China like over two hundred million dollars or some shit like that. Like he's a businessman. He is. He is. He's a businessman. I just uh, he's very clever. Very good. Yeah, whether, yeah, for better or worse, he is not as dumb as a lot of people think he is. True that. I mean, yeah. But I don't know the ultimate plan there. If, uh, he plays dumb. He's good at playing dumb. Yeah, he is good at playing dumb. He really is good at playing dumb. I think the funniest thing I think I saw when he was going over the uh, 
that when the whole entire bleach thing came about. But like, if you actually just, you know, they've spun it their own way on the internet. Like, on the, of course. But like, if you watch the whole entire speech, it was really just hilarious, dude. Him sitting there and like watching everybody sitting there, Fauci and they're just like dumbfounded by the questions he's asking. It was just hilarious. But he's just he plays a good dumb dude, and uh, but he's hey, not stupid. He's an actor. He's a yeah. good actor, and that's what he's saying. I get the best ratings. I get the best ratings. I <laughs> yeah. uh, know, man. It's, he's either playing us all, or he's just—he's got something up his sleeve that he's going to help us. We're going to have to find out, out that. But uh, I mean, he's out for himself. It's, it's not just one is... man that everybody has to remember that. Like, it's not just one president. It's, but it's 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 that's us, the people, and like, yeah, and we yeah, have to yeah. come together. We have to, to 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 be kind to one another, and like, hey, be sympathetic. I know that you're traumatized by this COVID thing. That you think that. You're not going to be able to, like, go back to normal. We, we might not, but, like, you can't be afraid of it. Because if you live in fear, you're you're going to be stuck in the sand. That's what that's what they're pushing, man. That's so, the whole COVID thing is a fear. It's a, It seems like it's a fear farm, almost. I'm, like, they, yeah. are, they are just trying to grow fear. I mean, and the thing is, they're, they're, they're scaring you over death, okay? Let me tell you one thing. If you don't fear death, they that's can't, the ultimate that, bargaining chip, and, and, and that's and that's like their ultimate fear, and their ultimate fear is that you don't fear death because they can't control you. That's the whole thing. Yep. If if you can't be controlled, then you're no good to them. Yeah, I'm gonna end it on that, man. That's that's the perfect ending right there. Alienation, I'm back with my man G G squared for this episode. Um, but yeah, G actually got on he um he's a he's a local and he heard my ryan episode and he uh he said yo let me get on and i was like word i'm trying to create a community with this let's get you on let's talk some real talk and so um i kind of gave him a briefing of how i run things down so i'm gonna ask him uh what's your story how uh how did you you know come to be who you are and uh and then why did you what what about the podcast made you want to come on uh well one, thanks for uh thanks for having me um yeah uh i just uh felt like i wanted to get out here and just you know put my message out there and and uh you know just reach out to people i know it's been a tough year last year and i know people a lot of people struggled and you know people didn't get to see a lot of people so it's good to get out there and and do stuff like this because you know a lot of people can't get out of their house so they want to like you know you know, just hear other people talk, so, and I guess, you know, my story, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in Mechanicsville, so I just, uh, been out here in the woods for, since the early 80s, and, uh, my family, they, they moved out here from out of town, and so I just, uh, kind of just grew up in the sticks, and get the, like, your parents came from out of town? Uh, yeah, you know, they, they, from up north, they, uh, they moved down here. Okay. And uh, they decided to get out of that place because, you know, more opportunities and it was just, there wasn't a lot of work. So they decided to pack up with a little, little one and uh, had three of us and we uh, grew up in a house right down the street from here. So it's kind of cool. Uh, I kind of moved away, but um, I think uh, growing up here has really taught me a lot about, you know, life because... If you didn't have much and you had to walk everywhere you you go and you know you know it took a minute to like you know get somewhere so like you kind of just stayed around where you were and like you made the best of it so 
you know, my whole entire like dream when I was a kid was to get out of here and, and see the world, but you know, <laughs> didn't really get that far. But you know, at least I got out of Mechanicsville. It feels like it feels good. But where'd you go? Um, I went out to the near the West End. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But you not out of not out of VA. No, no, I never yeah. made it out of VA. I wanted to. Yeah, I never got out of Virginia either. But like I, you know, I, 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 you know, I struggled as a kid because like it, you know didn't have my parents around that much but they were always busy my dad worked nights so i kind of like basically uh hung out with my my brother and my sister and we just kind of older brother younger yeah I had an older brother so he, older sister younger sister uh older sister oh you're the you're the baby yeah i'm the baby <laughs> got you got you i'm an only child actually yeah oh really yeah oh man sometimes that's nice because you don't have to worry about things but then my mom wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, she had to get some sort of shot at, like, uh, it's like week 15 or some shit just for me to, like, survive. Oh, my God. Well, that's that's pretty cool that she was actually able to have you or something. That, like, she, and you were able to actually survive through it. Yeah, she had three miscarriages before me. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow, and she really wanted kids, didn't she? Yeah, I guess. She's a... I don't, I don't even... You're a blessing, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. Blessing to some people... Blessing to some is a is a demon to others, you know? Well, <laughs> all babies are blessings from God, so... That, yeah, babies, when they're a baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, that's true. So, um, so yeah, but I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Um, yeah, man. So, I, you know, grew up here with Did my... you play sports growing up? I didn't. I skateboarded a lot. Oh, skateboarder, okay. Yeah, I, I skateboard. Skateboard's been in my life ever since I was a little child, man. I think five years old is when I got my first board. And it was like 87, so it was kind of cool, man. And I like just jumped on it right away and just started learning how to do it and fell a lot. And um, just rode around everywhere. It was just my mom would go for a walk around the neighborhood. I'd just go with her and ride around with it. Try not to step off the board and just tic-tac all the way around the block. Kind of fun stuff. So it was always fun. But then I didn't really start skating until I was like probably really 14 or no, 12 years old. It's like 94. So I really got into it. And I was like, I'm going to be a skateboarder. But I think skateboarding has been like the ultimate blessing in my life. Because every time, you know, when this world will get you down, you can I can always just go to that and just blank out for like a, 10 20 minutes and not think of anything but just riding on the board it's like the best thing in the world it's it's i, I can't even explain it's like we like got flow state yeah it's like kind of you just kind of go blank and you can't think of any problem that's going on you're too focused on the, yeah on the board and i'm balance. injured i'm injured right now though i haven't been able to skate for six months so it's kind of a bummer i tore my acl my mcl and my meniscus yeah so that's I've been injured a lot, and that's not one I've fortunately that's not one I've dealt with. Yeah, you don't want to either. <laughs> I told you, I couldn't walk for six weeks, oh. and I'm finally now like I just got the brace off, so now I'm finally starting to get in with life. So, but it's it's kind of a challenge. You kind of like second guess yourself a little bit now, so, but hopefully I'll be able to get back on the board. Oh, definitely, definitely. Do you uh, do you do any sort of like movement? like exercise as far as like your rehab um Stretching. i've you know with I don't know if you saw i've got 
I do a lot of resistance band exercises. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I had the PT for a while, but then you know I had to, I got work, and I got right. you know family, so it's like I gotta like you know stay busy. I can't like I don't have time to work out, and but I I do try to go on the weekend sometimes and, and work out, but it's always hard now with the family. So it's when you're especially when you're healing like uh, and I never tore any ligaments or anything, but I did go over six weeks um without walking myself I actually had my feet run over by a forklift oh wow dude but, i've that's <laughs> tense dude because i know what that feels like too you had you had your feet i run? did but i had um steel toe on oof but oof. it didn't it didn't crush it oof it did, it, i was just like stop get back up and you know it was like three seconds but i didn't go completely run over you, uh, you went completely yeah yeah did it just like blow out your foot yeah yeah i've got nine and three quarter toes damn Yep, yep. So Does it I was make out. you walk different? Um, man, it's been it's been it'll be nine years in April. Does it hurt still? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it's different levels of pain. Like it doesn't hurt nothing like it did oh. seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could imagine getting your foot blown out like that, dude. I would. The, the whole the whole point point of bringing it up is like the healing process, man. Like especially with any any injury that. I've ever sustained, I broke a lot of fingers as a kid. I had a lot of like uh, hand injuries. I, I sprained my wrist as a kid. I played baseball and uh, I had a lot of finger and, and hand injuries and um, also got hit in the head a couple times. I had a couple concussions. By a ball? But, um, well, one was by a ball. One was playing a sport in gym class and I fell on the like gym floor on my uh-huh. head. Yeah, I like jumped up to hit a volleyball. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. A, it was a stupid game. It was actually in elementary school. It was a stupid game called volley tennis. Um, you actually were able to let the ball bounce one time because it was like little kids. Yeah. But uh, like, I was kind of playing hardcore. You know, I was a fourth grader and I was kind of athletic, but like playing playing too hard for a stupid little game like that. And uh, I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened. I think I like flipped over another kid. Oh. And uh, yeah, landed landed pretty much on my forehead. That. And, uh, blacked out damn yeah that that's intense man i've, I've had probably like three concussions maybe <laughs> i can I, I can't remember like i mean you know one time it was a bad one when i like uh i was up here at pole green and it was before they changed it around now it was like an old old it, it was like this big monster bank it was probably like eight feet tall but it was like it kind of came out like 12 feet long you know so you had to kind of get a lot of speed to clear it and i was trying to heel flip it and, uh, you know, I did it like three or four times, and then the one time I caught it perfect, I thought, and then I was kind of leaning back just a little bit, and when I landed on the on the board, like, it just shot up for me, and I just smacked my head on the concrete. And, like, I got up kind of instantly, and I was like, whoa. And then I got my board, and I kind of stumbled, and I, like, tried to do a kickflip, and I got messed up completely, and I just got in my car, and I just left, and I got, and my friends were there, and they were like, I didn't even say anything to anybody, I think, I just said, I'm going home. And then I got home and took like nine Advil, which I think you're supposed to do, and like, and like didn't go to sleep. I think. But then that was the worst one. I think a couple other ones skating, but I can't remember right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was just saying that because I'd never. I all of my injuries as a kid were upper body, like above my waist, and that when I had my feet run over, that was like the first lower body injury I ever had. Um, but as far as like the healing process, like for me. Like, stretching has been a fucking lifesaver, yeah. dude. Like, just stretching and moving blood. Like, even, like, massaging myself and, like, pushing blood into the yeah. areas that hurt. Because blood, 
for me, I, I feel like it's blood is not, so too. underrated. Like blood carries all of the nutrients, and it like sometimes you have to force blood into areas that are like super tight or like have been hurt, you know, have had trauma, like physical trauma, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like I just feel like stretching it kind of pushes blood into new areas, and like also like literally just like you know like pushing pushing blood into like your hurt areas, like. Um, I, I, I know it's crucial. It's crucial the, the foot is the foot is very precious man I know what you're talking about with the foot because I didn't do that but I, I did um, fracture my ankle in three places and it completely twisted around my foot like uh, my leg like I tried oh I was at pole green and I got onto the quarter pipe and then there was a backhand railing to it and um, there was another quarter pipe to the right of it and then there was like kind of like an interest way to where there's a half pipe in the back and like there was like sort of like there was like a little channel you could like kind of ollie over the channel uh-huh. like yeah, yeah, yeah. and um i wanted to get up on top of the other big channel ollie into the other quarter pipe and i had some buddies uh that were uh skating they were like he was kind of a cool dude too he was like the owner of a skate shop so uh he was like he betted me like three dollars to like pop off the handrail like, into the quarter pipe and I was like uh how about this and he's like no I'll try that and I was like all right because you know I wanted to impress him it was like back then it was in the, you know mid 90s so it's like oh no it's actually uh, early 2000 and uh I just popped off it and it just completely just like uh one time I did it second time I did it third time I popped off and then it just too far back and landed straight down on my ankle and on the quarter pipe and just snapped it so I got like ah. seven screws and a metal plate in there. Ooh, yeah. damn! I didn't even get that many on when I had my feet run over by a forklift. But you know, like this doctor said, uh, I was like, "Can I skate again?" He was like, "Dude, you better be lucky if you walk again." Because the way I broke it, he said it was not unnormal for a ninety-year-old to do it, but for like a nineteen-year-old, it was like really unnormal. So he was like, "He's like, I was the only person who could get it back to normal uh, any better than I did. It was be God." So he he said he did a great job, and it's was able to skate for another until now so you just gotta push pain, through pain though i learned in life through anything no matter what it is if you can endure through pain you can endure anything like you just it's all on your mind too do you think it's more about enduring it or addressing it though like i feel like instead of avoiding it it's more about like addressing it than enduring it well it kind of goes it, hand in hand a little bit I, yeah, I agree, but sometimes when people hear endure, they'll think, like, avoid it until it goes away. You know, like, that's, that's well, like I just, how they No, I just, I'm, well, I mean by pushing through it. Yeah, going through it, addressing yeah. it, well, facing yeah. it. Yeah, facing it. Yeah. That would be the best. Yeah, and uh, you, you have to do that. You have to look it in the eyes and say, it's not going to go away until you work at it to make it better. Yeah. And it's never going to be completely better, but... You just kind of... It's a new 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, not, like, it's not the 100% it was before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you you got you to gotta take chances in life. You can't live, be afraid to, like, do things. Because if you don't... If you do, then you'll never fully live life. You know? Absolutely. So, um... So, yeah. And then, and then the other part was, what was it about the podcast that made you want to get on? Uh, well, you know, I said, you know, in the beginning, like, um... I just thought it'd be kind of cool to like get out there and like put out the things that I've learned and um, studied over the years and um, figured out in life and um, you know you know talk to other people and where they're at and what well, so one of the things that you were mentioning before the podcast was like 
you had studied like the a lot of secret societies like the freemasons uh knights of malta yeah you know um templars a lot of that uh illuminati um just the whole secret organizations and where they kind of came from like um as far back as um beginning of time you know like they all basically are uh, you know learning and, and studying the ancient mysteries of babylon and the um and they're all uh being deceived in a, w a lot of ways too like the lower masons because they don't really fully understand what they're a part of and you know they think that they do but um you know they tell you basically you can worship any god you want but if you get to the top top there's only one god you are only allowed to worship and it's definitely not the one that you think so uh you know they're they're about luminous luminous light they're, they're about symbolisms and it's written all inside um the great seals of our country and you know in dc and they put it all over everywhere you know, hollywood stuff like that but i mean do you do you think that where, where do you think it's heading what's the end game for for this for the, the the plot yeah i mean what's their goal well one world government really i mean one world totalitarian government you know ruled by um the un really is it's, it's doing it but yeah i mean I'm not like a full expert on anything, you know, but learning the stuff like is, is what I've learned is it's definitely uh, an evil uh, organization that in any uh, they, they don't consider themselves a religion, but anybody who meets in secret and do blood oaths um, is definitely uh, definitely a religious Pardon. I mean, I mean, I think I definitely it's definitely religion, because there's been people. Have you are you familiar with like Bill Cooper, William Cooper? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do you listen to a lot of his, his broadcast? No, in fact, uh, so Esoteric Agenda by Ben Stewart that I was telling you about earlier. There's a there's actually a, a part in there where William Cooper talks, and that I've heard that before. And he was there's actually like a. a like a, I would say 10 minutes of that documentary dedicated to William Cooper and uh, like he ta tells his story a little bit you know how, yeah. he, how he got mysteriously killed yeah mysteriously killed I mean it was like right after it's like two months after 9-11 basically he predicted 9-11 yeah and then because he he predicted it well he disappeared I don't know I don't know I, and I, the reason I, why he predicted it was because he wasn't like a prophet or if, or anything like that. He just basically followed their symbols. Well, not even that. Like, I mean, just um, looked at the news sources and like they basically. And that's one thing that I learned about the Illuminati. They have to basically tell you the plot before they can do it. Yeah. They have to put it in the. They believe in karma, so they have to like get your contract. They have to get your silence is your complicity. Yeah. So I mean, you have to you have to buy into it before they can like fully executed i mean every war has been uh funded by the illuminati and freemasons both sides yeah and there and there's you know so there's you know lucifer and uh damn i'm like going over getting so high man 
I don't know how this started off, man, because it's so it's so depth in depth of that stuff, man. Like, but like, like I said, I'm not an expert, but I mean, but so I mean, I I'm I've already I, honestly like I've I've got I've been down like the whole conspiracy stuff, and like I I don't want to say like I'm an expert on it by any means, but my my whole the way I address that now is like, where are they going with it, and how do we address it? Like, what do we do about it? Because I think there's a lot of people that actually understand that there's some, whether they understand the details or not, they understand that there's some force at play that's trying to control their more and more aspects of their life. Yeah, I think people. I mean, people intuitively are starting to get that. Even people that are just well, I know a lot of not people, there are starting to wake up with this COVID shit. Oh, I know, and I mean, I think that if all right, Donald Trump, love him or hate him, I don't know what you your stance on it with him, but I mean. He, I think he woke up a lot of people in this country, and I think it was a good thing. And like, I was all about it nine months before he was about to, you know, say he was going to be running for president. And I was, I was, I, and honestly, I hated Donald Trump. I was gonna say I don't like his personality, but I, I do feel like he sparked a lot yeah. of people because people were like, "What the fuck is going on?" This, yeah, it, there's this a fucking the Apprentice, the Apprentice guy is the president. Always like, pissed. He's been talking <laughs> about it's rigged, like, well, because he said like. To give him credit, he said some things. Yeah, he did. He, 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 talked about, he talked about the military-industrial complex. He snuck some things in there. You yeah. know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I thought he, thought he was a little bit of an egotist. You know? I think that the, the, the whole point... He was a little point, on Twitter too much. There's well, a lot of things I didn't like He about did him. a lot of things on Twitter, but I, I think that the whole purpose of this whole thing was free speech. He wanted to let people know like how much endangered it is like and like how... You had no idea in the first place that it was and like, and we could all start seeing it too. I mean, he brought a lot of things yeah. to light for sure. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. whether intended or not, <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you agreed with anything that Donald Trump said that you were a racist, bigot, homophobic. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I didn't. I didn't vote for Trump. I. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of either party. I don't believe in the left-right politics, but I do. I did appreciate Trump. one. Another thing. One other thing that I forgot to mention. One thing that Trump said, and probably my favorite thing, honestly, <laughs> is when he was bragging about his ratings, and everybody oh, got yeah. pissed about that. And <laughs> he's like, they're like, that's not your job, and it's he like giving him a wink, like, yeah, this is all fucking a show. Like, no, the president is not really in charge. But he know? was trying to show that to the people. No, he, uh, that's why they didn't like him. That's what that he was trying to. He expose, was a wild card. He was trying to expose. But the, he's also in with them. You know? I he's tried making to find deals that. I do. Them. I don't. Yeah. He's not a. He's certainly not a purist. He's not a pure truther by any means. But he's making deals, and he like what kind of he had his role about? to play. Let's just hear what's, what's kind of deal I, talking about. I mean, I just listen. At the end of the day, I've I've said it on here before. I think him and Biden are on the same team. Well. How, you, how how would you get that though? They're all actors. It's all it's all the cult of Dionysus. This is it's all for television. It's all for show. It's just like WWE. You know, I just I do I will the say this. I, I say appreciate this. Trump's role because even like like I said, my favorite thing that he said was bragging about the ratings because that was that was truly showing. He was truly trying to let people know what was really going on. It sounded so absurd to most people that the president of the United States is bragging about television ratings. But if you really think about it, that was one of the realest moments of his presidency. He was letting you know, this is my job. My job is television ratings. I don't know if the, I don't know if I believe that he's with Joe, though, because think about it, man. He has exposed more shit and brought more things to the light 
on the the people that are really in control than any other person before him. People, listen, results matter. And at the end of the day, the result of his presidency, you, you can't deny that a lot of people have woken up. But I, I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I mean, I try to look for it. I mean, I look at it. I was like, I was like, is he a Jesuit? I mean, I mean, where is his background? I mean, he went to military school. I mean, I can't really find too much, you know, stuff on him. So I mean, I, but his name is Trump, and like that's like another symbolism thing from the tarot, right? The Trump card. I don't know. I don't know. I, I always, I remain skeptical. I always remain skeptical. But I will say this: I appreciated some things. Some of the things I appreciated yeah. was the television ratings thing. He actually called the military-industrial complex the military-industrial complex. Uh, the nine eleven thing. He brought up, you know, we're not always the good guy or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, remember yeah. what he said. He, exactly, but he was pro- pretty much hinting at some shit went down with nine eleven. You know. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of aspects of his presidency that he, yeah. he shook – things got – whether he shook them up, like, as a, on purpose as a good thing I or mean, whether things got shaken think up. Think about his – You can't deny that about, a lot of people woke up. When we look at his policies, I mean, he deregulated over 5,000 of regulations that were on the American people. He actually, like – But allowed- he didn't pardon Assange. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't do a lot of good things that he supposedly was going to do. You know, well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's still making deals. He's he's maybe compromised in some way. I don't know. He's not. I mean, there he's is, not the hero. I will say that. Either way, I mean, I I feel like he definitely we definitely got a lesson in the Constitution. If people were paying attention, he definitely made it. He tried to go through every law that he in every way possible that he could show, and he did. I mean, did exp- I mean all that whole thing at the Capitol? That was all staged. We all know that. All of it staged, man. All of it. I mean, all of it, it was kind of weird though that he did ask everybody to come up there like that. But I mean, like he knowing that people were going to come in there as Antifa and to like wreck. I mean, because the people that were dressed up as Trump supporters, they, I'm sorry, like, they did the not look Q like shaman guy. That they shit, did not look he like was Trump at the other Antifa rally earlier in the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole thing, dude. I, so I'm at the level where I really... That's why I was talking about the TV rating thing. I really think anything on television, it's all staged. I think sports are fixed. Listen, I think it's all... If you're watching it through your television or even on social media, yeah, most of those viral videos are fit, set up. It, the world's a stage. I just like to believe that there is some type of good in this world that's not going to allow evil to prevail like that i think i agree but i also i I, so that's truth right you could call that truth yeah and like for me the way i the way i see truth and lies right for me the the sword to discern between truth and lies is doubt right if you doubt everything if you literally are skeptical of everything then the only thing that's going to be left is truth because the truth doesn't care whether you believe it or not. But lies, they need you to believe them in order to even live. Like, yeah. li- lies need your faith. And, not, and I'm, not, I'm not discrediting faith because I feel like faith is part of the truth. And when you, when you stop believing in anything, when you, when, you susp- when you suspend your faith and you doubt everything for one true moment of clarity and you see the truth then you see that your faith creates 
your story and your reality to a degree because you you can choose to believe yeah. in yourself and you can choose to speak the truth you can speak your you, you know people say speak your truth and I, I i'm a little nah, bit i don't I like I, that I, that's a little weird to me too because it's like your what, what if your truth is completely off base you know right. what i mean yeah i mean you have to really study this shit man like you can't just say oh you listen to somebody and say oh i'm gonna believe everything that he says you gotta like follow up you gotta you do your own research and but when I, I do, when I say speak your truth, though, I mean speak, speak what you truly feel. And even if you're yeah. wrong, if you're as long as you're not lying to yourself or, or like speaking from a place of trying to deceive the person that you're talking to. Like I've said, I've been wrong so many. I think another thing is just having the attitude of being OK with being wrong. Yeah. That's another thing is if you're so holding holding on to being right, then you're never going to you're never going to be more right. You know, you're never going to see where your flaws are. You're never going to see where you're actually wrong. If you don't challenge your beliefs, then you're not, you're like rigid. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not. Well, I mean, I always feel like I the word I'm trying to say is, but you gotta, you gotta have faith. I mean, to, um, but faith, but faith in yourself, really. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I have faith in God, but God in what sense? Um, what is have, God to you? Well, well, I look at I'm a Christian, so I look at him as. But there's thirty thousand denominations of Christianity. I don't look into that. But yeah, there's thirty thousand denominations. Oh, I know, I know, and they're and, they're, and they all look at God differently. So I'm just saying, what is your oh, view oh, of God? Oh, what am I, oh, I mean, I just, I mean, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, and um, he is, you know. You know, so so I follow him. You know, it doesn't. I don't know what you mean by like. But so so God brought Jesus into the world and redeemed our sins when he when he died on the cross. Yes. Okay. So. But I don't get into like I'm not a um, Protestant. I'm not a ba- Baptist. You're non-denominational. No, nah, I don't look at it like that. All right, right, I'm ready right. to die for my cause at any given time. Like with someone. You know, and that's the thing, like, that's what faith is. Like, I have faith that, like, if I were to, like, have to be challenged at any given moment to, like, you know, honor or, like, you know, protect or, you know, defend my my God, Lord Jesus, then, you know, if you don't have that willingness to die for that, then your faith is nothing. Hmm. Because faith without works is nothing. Like if you don't if you don't work towards, you know, applying that faith and like having trust in God for anything that you do in life. I mean, this isn't one in the Bible. Like I, it's no. Well, I'm gonna start quoting the Bible, but I'm not gonna tell you what scripture because I do not remember sometimes. But it does say, you know, like God cares a lot about you. So like, I mean, look at the birds. You don't look at them and wonder when they're gonna get fed, and like God takes care of all of them and you how much more do you think does he care more uh, about you than those birds you know like so like if you really truly have faith that you're not going to worry about food or clothing or anything and you just blindly walk through life like where do you want me to go then that's that's when you start to see uh god's work at hand so what do you feel that that force is like the the force that in your in your case, God is putting through you to guide you. Do you call that grace? What do you call that? Um, 
he's guiding me to be an instrument for him. So he basically tells me where to go to be there for a good, be a good neighbor or like speaks to you like English. Um, more of less like consciously. Yeah. So like, would you call that grace or like, like just consciousness in general? It's not that it's like when you start to live in, um, the spirit, then you start to see God's work, uh, really like all around you. Like, and I've always felt this present, like when, even when I was three years old, my, my mom would like read the Bible to me when I was real little and, uh, I would love it as I would just like listen to all the stories. And, um, so I would just, I was always keen and tuned into that kind of stuff. And it, and it says in the Bible, you know, the only way to be, go through, to come through to heaven is through the eyes of a child and the mind of a child, because they're so simple and they just, they're connected to that world. Yeah. And they can just believe it without questioning that, that it. intuitive world. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't have any filter. They haven't learned any words to like describe their experience. They're just directly experiencing it. You know, you know, my mom was a Christian. My dad struggled with it. Uh, so I kind of, it was, I, it was like that story. Like I fell on rocky soil and I like, you know, that was my faith. Like it wasn't like I did, wasn't raised in Christianity as like on good soil because I was like mixing with the weeds, <laughs> you know? So like, I, it was, it was always like a constant, like battle in my own mind growing up, you know, trying to figure that shit out. So, but it wasn't until I saw a, a documentary called loose change. Yeah. And then I kind of. Did you ever see Zeitgeist? I have. Yep. I have. Kind of summed it up a little bit. Loose Change goes in depth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loose Change is one of those movies you're just like, I saw the first edition and then the second edition. I know. I only saw one. I don't, yeah. know, I don't even know which one it was. The second edition, like, kind of. It was in depth, though. It, it was. like It goes in depth. Um, and all that stuff you kind of got to question, too. You know, you can't just believe of course, it all. Of course. Um, but Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist really summed it up and like broke it down in a simple way that I thought was really yeah. well done. And that's and they but they got into the symbolism stuff too, like and mm-hmm. and like with um, basically the ancient ancient mysteries of Babylon and stuff like that, and like kind of where they with the Freemasonry kind of like gets. I mean, all all the stuff is math and stuff and like the, the stars. Mm-hmm. And like, yep, frequencies. Yeah, patterns, designs, mm-hmm. geometry. And they all, like, coexist with each other. Like, so, like, there's so many different organizations of the Freemasons, too. And, like, you know, but they're all, like, studying the same shit. I don't know anything about it. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, I've never been in it, so I don't know anybody that's in Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. But I, I could be talking to you. You could be one. No, I tried to I tried to get in. They didn't want me. Really? <laughs> yeah, they didn't want me. <laughs> well, they probably wouldn't want me either. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was young. I didn't know. Uh thought it was like a fraternity yeah i mean like basically it is and like a lot of people that from what i've heard like get i feel imp- like it kind of is that way at the lower levels anyway yeah i mean people are they're like let's go to the lodge you know and like mm-hmm. you know talk about things like that nobody else gets to hear like weird shit and, yeah. but like i mean they have no idea what they're involved with i mean and that's and that's what are they are they might be given like false clues you know like false rabbit holes to go down yeah they might think they know something well there's a good documentary um like like I was talking about Bill Cooper you know he did a broadcast called the Hour of the Time I don't know if you're familiar with that Mm-mm. 
But I mean, he's had he passed he he passed away in like what two thousand two thousand one two months right after September eleventh. Um, but I've watched a lot of his um broadcasts and uh, he's had people on there that's infiltrated the lodge. So I mean, he's and it's it's pretty amazing the information that comes out of, came out of it. I mean, and you kind of gotta listen to it, but you, I don't know. You you can kind of hear when people are telling the truth too. You know. Yeah. And for it's, sure it's easy when you can read people sometimes and you hear but a lot of times that you know they might think they're telling the truth and that's true too that's true too. and it, it comes in their tone sounds like because they are telling their truth yeah uh, as far as what they believe but they could be deceived you know so who exactly knows? i think you should definitely check out the um the ancient mystery of uh schools of babylon series he did like 40 or 50 um series like uh broadcasts on it and it's pretty cool man i mean the, the esoteric and exoteric meanings of it all but like it also you know explains a lot about how much christianity is in danger because you know their whole entire mission is to um when they saw christianity pop up it was like they wanted to infiltrate it from the beginning to kind of destroy it from within and basically you know about the gnostics um kind of yeah I mean, brush me up well, so the gnostics is kind of like early christians yeah they were like kind of like the rebellious christians they were right they weren't institutional like if you called you know, like there was no like you you wouldn't call yourself a gnostic back then either because it was kind of like they were persecuting gnostics gnostics yeah. you know and it was like they, they didn't really have a church it was like people worshiping at each other's homes like community gatherings at each other's homes yeah um, oh, he's saying they were to put a, like a fish on their doorstep to represent or something like to represent like Jesus. But, you know, they were going because Jesus came through the Pisces area. So that's where they use the symbolize the fish. You right. know? But like, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were getting persecuted. And that's the thing. Like in, in Rome, you know, they it was so out of control. They couldn't stop it. And people were dying like, tens of thousands of people at a time because they were just standing up and like proclaiming Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's what true Christianity is. It's, you know, professing it like that, the way that they were. And then that's and that's where we're in the deception right now as Christians, I believe, because they are, they've been deceived and um, a lot of the churches are um, leading them into the, a new world order and they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Even the pastors don't even know mm-hmm. because they all have to be they're they're indoctrinated in their schools yes. in the seminaries yeah so like when like rome was about to fall you know they you know constantine came and he said he saw the vision of the, the sky council of nicaea or yeah Isaiah, whatever yeah and he saw yeah. the, this cross in the sky of the circle and stuff but uh-huh. like you know he said that he he um he professed uh christianity but he had to because if he didn't then rome would have fell uh, like been completely destroyed oh. so like basically Caesar um, became the Pope and they've been ruling through Catholicism and manipulating the entire world through Zionism since 1700 so it was like 1770 yeah I mean, it's, well, what's the end game? What is their, what is their, what is their goal? And then 
do we agree with it or not, number one? And then if we don't agree with it, which I feel well, like we probably won't, what do we do to stop we're gonna it? We're going to be murdered and we'll probably be like <coughs> executed. Slaves, shadow slaves. Yeah, I mean, you got to wake up people. That's that's the thing you got to do. You have to educate people. But the thing with the Christians, though, what, I wanna, what I'm going to make is like, a lot of these Christians nowadays, I mean, there's a lot of... I got to be pessimistic on this one, because I've been at this shit for a while, and I don't think you can educate people. You lead a horse to water, but you can't make them well, drink. Well, people want to say, they, if they want to say it's not about religion, they, they can't stand religion, they don't want to, or whatever, that's fine. But whether you like it or not, this whole entire society, everything is based on religion. So, I mean, you, there's just no way of getting around it. I mean, but... They have to. Um, they have to realize that the people that are playing this game are mean business, and they do not want. They do not looking out for your best interest. So, we have to wake up, and we have to get the word out because these Christians nowadays. There's like, fifty percent of the Christians out there. They believe that this rapture is coming, and I, I'm personally. I be, I kind of was on the fence with it my entire life. I kind of was one of those things like I couldn't just fully believe that in my heart, and uh, I was just. I wanted to believe it, but then like I, I looked more into it, and it's like, how great of a deception can it be if you to 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 deceive all these people in in America, especially that we don't have to worry about anything, that all this stuff's supposed to happen, and like you know, the world's gonna be this new world order, and like God's just gonna come down with a blanket and just rapture everybody up, and everybody's gonna burn in hell, you know? It's like. What a crock of shit. I mean, because that just gives you an out to like not even li like lift a finger to do anything about this. Uh -huh. So, I mean, that's why it's like, do you think that the Christians 2,000 years ago were murdered and persecuted and hung on a cross so people 2,000 years later can feel good about themselves that they don't, they're not going to have to worry about any of that shit? Come on, give me a break. If When the New World Order happens... They will kill you if you don't pledge allegiance to their. their you will get a mark, and it's basically Lucifer. Satan. Do you think that's the vaccine? Nah, that's just. I think that's part of control. I don't know if that's actually the mark. I think the mark is gonna. It's gonna come down to like, you're gonna be able to like, take this mark. You can believe in any religion that you want, but you have to have this mark to like do it. And if you don't, you're not gonna be able to like, do anything. Or you're gonna be killed or whatever. But what do you mean by a mark though? Like a computer chip? Um, it it I don't I don't like know a what tracking it, chip. It, it could be any. Yeah, I mean, you, because they want to make everybody like God, right? And that's what the put, whole, all, put all of your money on it. I've yeah. heard they want to do like a um, social credit system, you know, where you like you get rewarded for eating good yeah. food. Well, that's socialism, behaving. isn't it? Yeah. That's like that's like that's like you get kind of like um, it's like privileges, you know, like. Yeah. But like, what happens? Like, it's like it's like your dad. It's like your dad in control, and like you have to like know when to bring your car home, and you know you have to go to bed at a certain time. I mean, with the technology now, it's like they're gonna be controlling it through smart grids. So you're not even gonna drive a car. You're just gonna walk out of your house and and in your brain say, "Car, I want to go somewhere," and it'll it'll pick up your thought that's like coming like two and, years right and, and an uber on autopilot will come and get you and an, a driverless uber will come and pick you up just because you think it that's where we're headed i think though that you have to um 
just wake the people up, man. I think that's the only way because they're trying to reach the ultimate goal is like become God. And that's what the, the Illuminist Illuminati is. Like, I mean, they basically want to, to place Satan on the throne and rule over an entire world. And that's what, you know, all the symbolism is. In. Do you think that's really what it is? Or is that just another deception to just put themselves in charge of the world? Well, evil is in the hearts of man. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I've always believed, I, but I don't want to say I've always believed. I've come to believe that evil is the result of believing in lies. When people believe in lies, that results in evil. Because the truth is love. Like, God is love. Right. God only is God's children. He creates... The only reason that anybody is here, any of us, no matter what you believe, well, is because God yeah. loves us. Say that one more so, time. So, so, so the truth is that God is love and that God loves every single one of us, regardless of sinner or not. Yeah. Right? And I'm just using Christian evil, language. Uh, evil is in, that, in the hearts of man. That's what we're, we're talking about. Right. So, but I don't believe that there, it's in the hearts of man. I think it's it's become infected. Like it, we've our hearts are infected with lies, and so we do evil things. But I think that the, the evil act is actually the result of believing in lies. Because if we believed in truth, then we would love everybody the way that God loves us. Yeah, but find that truth, though. But they, they're creating their own truth. No, they're they're working hard to deceive us yeah, for I damn sure. I no, I agree with that. I know. I think Transformers. You ever seen that movie? I've seen it. Yeah, not all of them. I thought that they were onto something with the fucking yeah. Decepticons. Like that's really. Do you believe? Do you believe in aliens? Um. Yes, but uh, that conversation is very nuanced too because aliens, like from like from another planet coming on a no. physical spaceship and uh, no, like interdimensional beings. Yeah. Paranormal beings. Yeah. I believe in those. Yeah. Well, I think I, I've experienced those. So I believe in those more than like a physical alien. Like coming. demons. Some people have called them demons in certain cultures, but I mean, some people have called them allies. Some people have called them gods. Some people call them aliens. Some yeah. people call them elves. Gnomes. I think that aliens is like aliens uh, whole topic. I think it's just a deception that they're trying to put on us. Like I think the Roswell thing. I think that's all fake, because anybody who's ever come forth with any information, um, like leaking anything out, has only been government officials. I mean, and the government officials are run by the Illuminati, basically. So I mean, especially on Could that. One. I mean, a lot of the look. I think a lot of the conspiracy stuff is fabricated. I think that they want to like. They have a couple plans set out, like in case one doesn't go the right way. They have like, they have like twenty years. They look at twenty years out in, in advance. Uh -huh. and they they probably have like ten or fifteen different paths that they like can go down if something happens. And I think that that's one of them, though. Like the whole alien getting people sold on that stuff, so they can like, I think you know, just like Superman. Uh, you remember the Spider Man? Um, uh, is it Far Away from Home? When they went to uh, Europe or whatever. Uh -uh. Well, he he fought fought Mysterio, right? And like Mysterio basically uh, had all these drones that could um, basically have like a high, um, high uh, hive mind. No, what's the um, the uh, thing the uh, um, hologram? And it made mm. it basically a, a alien extraterrestrial threat uh -huh, uh -huh. to like the Project world. Project Bluebeam, yeah, yeah. Like and Project like, Bluebeam. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes, yeah, so they've got the technology. I mean, they in China they did a whole fireworks show with all holograms this past year. I know, and so how and is, it was unbelievable. It was absolutely stunning. It was visually beautiful, unbelievable. But great. the fact that it was that realistic looking just makes you think, like, what else are they using that and, for? And that's and that's the same kind of technology they I believe they used for nine eleven when it was yeah, first, absolutely. you know, and like the same kind of technology they will use to like fake a extraterrestrial threat and then you know what would happen they'll come here they'll say a bunch of shit like oh you better get your whole world under control and we're coming back in a thousand years if you don't then we're gonna forget you're probably gonna you know blah 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 and then we'll give some up some sort of threat some we'll, sort of fear threat we'll give our guns up we'll, we'll denuke us and then we'll we'll become one world utopia <laughs> you know but they, they, they've. I think their downfall, though, is going to be their symbolism. I think that the more that people wake up, I think that they realize they're to look into this stuff. I mean, a lot of people aren't, but like, I think a lot of the symbols are, are dope. You know, they just pervert the symbols. Too. I mean, look at Lion King. <clears throat> you ever thought about that? I mean, that whole yeah. movie is about. I mean, I know all of bringing in a new world movies. order. So, like, you know, the king, like, uh, you know, like, what was his name? Um, Simba. Simba. When he was born, like his his father didn't take him. It was like there was it was the, the 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 monkey grabbed him, and he was representing the priest, raising up the ruler of the world. And like, there's a whole bunch of symbolisms in it. But like the man, all those Disney movies have. I know Disney is really bad, but like look at I mean the Merlin and like um, sorcery and stuff. Like you said, you, I don't think you said you didn't believe in magic, but like. They used to use magic, no matter how it was, to deceive people to get them to believe in a higher power. Like they were like the higher power, like they could talk to God and all this stuff. That well, you know, they would deceive them, and they would use um, the wands that they would use, which was was wood from Hollywood, uh-huh. and they yeah. still use it today to like use magic on the people in Hollywood in California, and they just use magic through cinematography, uh-huh. you know, and like they deceive mass deception and like. I think the CIA runs Hollywood too, like. And, oh yeah, all the media. And they run, yeah. And they run the, the whole agendas. The screens everywhere. again. It comes down to the screens, whether it's a television screen or your computer screen, or uh, you know, if it comes over that, you gotta have an extra skeptical eye on it. You know when you're finally finding the truth though, if you're on a YouTube channel and then like they just you're listening to some really good stuff and they just bleep it out for like five minutes of the conversation when they start to get something good. You ever been on something like that? I've, I've, I've never actually been on something like that. I have watched videos that were banned on YouTube on like BitChute and stuff like that. You ever heard of BitChute? Oh yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I know all about the YouTube banning. I know that. You gotta think too, man. Like that, that Zig Heist movie and stuff. Like, Zig Heist, yeah. Yeah, I mean that stuff gets promoted uh, on YouTube, but it doesn't get taken down though. So it makes me kind of think. It's not on there now. Isn't it? Is nah, it it's been taken down several times. But, you know, like, a lot of that stuff is out there to confuse the people. Oh, okay. I totally that. agree. So, like, when I watched that, you know, when it got to the part with the whole entire trying to discredit Christianity and stuff, you know, it, it puts you to the test. Because, you know, when you're, you're Christian, you know, you are faced with that kind of stuff. But then you kind of, that's the whole purpose, though. Because they... I mean, the whole story with Jesus being born on December 25th, like, that could be a lie. I mean, like, that's just, they're just going with the summer solstice. I mean, I believe the story is true. Now, I think that it's just, like, 
took it and they put it towards their whole entire thing to like you know destroy it but you know I definitely believe the story is true and I have you know that all comes down to faith and uh, trusting in it and believing in blind faith is, 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 is it's, it's, it's definitely hard to do so and that's what and, and that thing about America it's like it was founded on on biblical you know aspects and it's like a lot of people don't even realize like what like what spirit or God they were fighting for when they formed this country too because like all of the Freemasons were you know, for, for, you know the fathers so like basically basically you know they uh a lot of deception. Yeah, a lot of deception. I mean, look at the Capitol, George Washington on it, sitting in the throne with like the twelve disciples, and you know he's got his hands like bail. You know, it's like some freaky stuff, dude. You, you familiar with that painting? Nope, but it doesn't surprise me at yeah, all. Yeah, it's 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 really sick, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a. Uh, I don't know what to call myself as far as Christianity because. I believe in the teachings of Jesus. I don't know that I believe in the story of Jesus. Like the what would Jesus do? Mm. That's what I that's where I would consider myself almost Christian because I do ask myself that question. Yeah. And to me it's not even really important whether or not he was real or not because Are you a South Park fan? I I did follow it when it first came out, I mean. So there's a have you ever seen the episode? It's like a three-part episode called Imagination Land. <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't seen that. So, like, the, the first part, no, it's fine. It's like the first part, uh, there's like a leprechaun that comes through from the imagination land and is in the real world. And he's trying to send a message that, that the imagination terrorists are trying to take over imagination land. So, <laughs> anyways, it comes to the point at the end where Kyle is like, you know, how they always have like a moral lesson at the end, right? Yeah. And so he's like, I don't think it really matters whether these characters are real or not, like Santa or Jesus or the Easter Bunny, because I think the morals and the teachings apply to our life more than mo like the story of Jesus and the story of Santa and the story, like even if they're fictional, they've affected our lives more than most real people. Yeah. So that makes them real in a lot of ways. It's just hard to like, um, go with the traditional calendar of everything with Jesus with me like so I don't look at it like that like I can't get into the whole entire dates and stuff like but yeah I mean the story I know what you're saying the story I'm, and I'm not saying I don't believe in that it, in the story I'm just saying I'm still skeptical yeah well if you want to know anything about Christianity just read what Jesus said and read like in the scripture like what he what he said I mean he taught in parables too yeah I know and yeah. that's that's the thing too. You have to. And then also, you know, I've read, I've read a lot of different things about him, right? And then there's one that's saying, you know, he was like a master mystery school teacher. And so what's in the Bible is just like what was public. And where'd you hear and that from? Just a different, different, yeah. different sources. And a lot of things like that is there out there to to destroy Christianity too. But that's but it was this was kind of glorifying him, you know. This wasn't this wasn't like. Saying anything negative about oh, him. Oh, no. Just calling him a master, like a spiritual master. Oh, right. Oh, I thought he said something else. Yeah. No, no. So, so you know, and saying, like, um, you know, 
he was a spiritual master and he was a, te a teacher of the mystery schools, a teacher of the mysteries. And like a lot of what's in the Bible was just his public teachings. Like what he really taught the initiates was never even written down. And right. Yeah. Cause he knew about their secrets and he knew about their ways. And so he, he, and not only that, like, you, you know, that's another thing is like this, this like occult knowledge and occult symbolism. That's another thing I always stress to people, especially when I get like deep into conspiracy stuff is like, it's just knowledge. It's just symbolism. Yeah. Like you could use it for good. And I think there have been organizations in, in times in the past where this stuff has been used to create a harmon harmonious civilization, a harmonious society. Oh, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't pervert that occult knowledge and the numerology and the frequencies and this, this deep understanding of reality. Uh, and, you know, I think part of the perver perversion and part of the reason I use the yin-yang symbol is, is good and evil. I think that's one of the biggest perversions of all, man, is because... Although I, I don't want to say I don't believe in evil, I just don't think it's the foundation. I think the foundation is truth and lies. And, and if you go with lies, that leads to evil. Well, what was the, um, the greatest deception that the devil ever did? Uh, or ever, um, you know, um, convinced man of that he didn't exist? So that's like number one. So like, but, but the devil was also called the prince of lies. He's yeah. literally a liar. Like he's everything the, that he said is a lie. The, and he's also the prince of light too. Dark light. And the knowledge and uh, wisdom. Exactly. So, yeah. so I mean. So, and he uses. I mean, look at all the symbolism. Like they've always used a serpent, a snake. To but that's not. That's knowledge. not necessarily bad, though. Um, I think that's part of the dis the well, distortion is, is trying to make him bad, make everything bad. That's not. But, it doesn't have to be used for bad. Right. Well, the knowledge thing is doesn't have to be that, used for bad. Right. The knowledge is because we disobeyed God and we were, we were supposed to listen from the beginning. We didn't do it. So, and we were deceived by Satan to like do it because we could become God and to become like God. And that's when that was the whole thing. Like you could determine for yourself. Yeah. What was good I think or bad. that, I think that's, that's the deception though, is when he said you could become like God, we could have just said, no, we're already with God. I know, and that's what, and that's what, but we have to suffer for it at this point. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is, but no, I don't think we have to suffer for it. We could just redeem the lie and stop lying to ourselves and say, no, we're already with God, and stop believing the lie. That's the thing. I think the lie is believing the lie is what leads to evil. Believing that we're not already with God and that we need to this some sort of knowledge, some sort of secret knowledge to be with God. I think that's part of the deception. Yeah, I mean, definitely not with God down here in this planet. Why not? I mean, he's not like, I mean, he's not like, well, in a sense, like, he's not all around, like, like you mean, like that, like, and I don't, I can't see it like that. That's, I mean, but. But why not? I mean. I feel like that's a realer version. Where else would he be? I mean, I mean, he's all around. Definitely he knows everything that's going on every minute yeah I mean. of course omnipresent and omnipotent yeah 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 There's... but omnipresent too that means everywhere at all, at yeah, all yeah, times yeah exactly yeah I, I and, and in all things yeah exactly but i mean like yeah i mean there's deception out there like with that kind of stuff there like with the ozone layer and like oh there's definitely a narrative to like climate change yeah like for sure and they're they're trying to you know 
they want to be like you know world peace and all this, this, this stuff like it's like just, utopian yeah. Like, yeah world environmental and they're just basically sustainability. And they're suppressing us too in the, in the mix of it like well uh, again that's part of the deception they're trying to to get you to believe that humans are the problem yeah and it's like if we just say nah we're good we're with god yeah exactly that's part of redeeming the lie exactly and that's what, you know not relying they want you to rely on them that's for the sure thing. for sure they want they want to be the god that's why like if you look at the pyramid thing on the dollar bill and you see it like it's like they're the foundation and then they want to the eye is basically lucifer and it's basically the all knowledge of all seeing of everything like because like so, when they when they, they use symbolism when they all that freemason stuff their god is is lucifer okay they do not believe in the god i'm talking about at all like no matter what it, no matter what they will tell you they will lie to you no matter what they can you can you can say you can be a christian and be part of their fraternity but it's bullshit all right and i don't i don't i don't, I don't see it like i don't know i'm just getting tired oh <laughs> well, you're good i've been up since like six but so so i just want to break down so these basically decepticons right these people that are whether you want to call them illuminati these people that are pretending to be environmental stewards of the world right yeah like i care about don't get me wrong i care about the earth i care about the climate i care about the environment um and i do think that humans make some impact i think it's also completely overblown uh but what they their language is really what you have to look out for because when they talk about environmental sustainability, what they're really talking about is turning people into a commodity where yeah. you're going to be, you know, we're nature's problem is what they see. They they mm-hmm. want, it's not like, it's almost like a nature worship, which is kind of what you're getting to, I think. Like they, yeah. they, they worship nature and I, I, I hate using that because I almost like worship nature to a degree, but they take it to... I, I yeah. believe I am nature too. They're like you're separate from nature. You're the disease. Like yeah, yeah. There's a different way to to honor nature. Yeah, and it's and it's it's all from the same same teachings that they've been doing ever since the beginning of time. The same lies. It's all deception. deceptions. Yeah, all it's the all same lies. Word, word magic, and I think it's important to learn the word magic so that you can be aware. Definitely of believe the magic is real though, because. I definitely believe they were using it during the Egyptian period, like with those buildings and stuff like that. There's this guy that was. We call it magic because we don't understand it, but it wasn't even magic to them. Right. It was just science. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. But there's magic to it. I mean, it's technology. Yeah, technology, yeah. exactly. What did Arthur Clarke say? Any sufficiently advanced technology is uh, comparable to magic or can, yeah. can easily confuse with magic. Yeah, I think we're on the same page on a lot of things, man. Yeah, I think a lot of it's words. So, but one uh, one point I didn't finish is like the yin yang. I do think the yin yang is one of the symbols that has been most distorted, because I do think that the world is all about balance and harmony. Mm -hmm. Um, and like not even darkness isn't even a bad thing to me. You know, it's like darkness can be a teacher. I don't. I don't want to say like you worship darkness either, because it's it's a balance with the light. You know, I think worshiping either end of it is what leads to imbalance. I see. 
I just feel like I'm like a soul floating by on this earth. Like I don't, it's not my permanent home. And it's like, you know, and, and you got to remember in the Bible, it says, um, live in this world, but do not be a part of it because you, you know, this is not where you're going to be. So I agree with all that. Yeah. I, like I, I like the I saying, can, I love it, but I'm not attached to it. But you know, like we have to have kids here, you know, we have to like, Oh yeah, you know sure. we we're doing our thing. We're we're people, you know. We, we create our own experience you know, yeah. while we're here. And you got, but you just have to understand that they're like, we're you know, we've, especially if you grew up in the eighties or nineties or seventies, the Disney World, all that crap, man. Like you just, we were just, we've been pulled in so much brainwash, uh, brainwash direction, like this fantasy world that like you couldn't be happy unless you had that life or like you had the finest cars, mm-hmm. the newest stuff. And it was technology. Materialism. Yeah, and it was all about materialism. I mean, look at, I mean, one of the best movies I was just watching the other day, uh, Back to the Future, man. Like, like there's so many symbolisms in that movie. It's not even oh, funny, oh. but like. Um, 2020 is the year they say to avoid, right? 2015. Oh, okay. I thought he said don't but, do it 2020. But it's weird, though, because, like, there's a lot of symbolism to 9-11 in that movie. And uh, they, uh, they talk about... Um, they show like the, the the buildings falling down in the movie in part two in 2015 like it's it's pretty cool man like uh marty mcfly he has a like, two ties on with the sun rising in the east and the and the west you know it's, you know symbolizing like u- unity you know a utopia and like his boss even got up on the screen and like fired him and he was like his boss was china chinese so like told you a whole bunch of things like in the year 2015 China's going to own us. They they're, they're going to be our boss and like just a, just a whole bunch of stuff that they were projecting man but like yeah they already are. Yeah. 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 They own the technology game for sure 5G and they're they're buying up all of our land like nobody's business dude. Yep. And it's and they're already they're already the leader in 6G. People are all talking about 5G and China's already developing 6G. Yeah. I mean, that whole virus thing too, man. Like that's why I was thinking about the Trump was doing something. The whole good. thing is a hoax. Yeah, but that's the thing. But he was pulling out of the, the global trade agreement. He was pushing vaccines just like all of them. But man. he, you know, but the, the thing is that what I was saying is this: he, the people have been asleep so long that we had to, we he had to wake him up subtly. If he would have like just jerked everything out right away, maybe, maybe, maybe he's playing a role. But listen, man, he might be. I mean, and that's the I'm thing. I'm not I, all about him, I and I'm not all it. about him either, man. But dude, I, I just I, I do like that he wasn't the usual. He was not the usual politician. Whatever no. you want to say about him, he was something different. I mean, if, if the if, last four years have been something different. <laughs> I mean, Hillary Clinton was in there. We all uh, know listen, we would have been. Listen, it would have been over. <laughs> like. Well, but I don't know. But I don't know either because it's like they were this close. Well, they got they've got if it if it's over, it's over now, right? Because they've got their man in there. If if the if the story if the well, if the conspiracy narrative is true, if the people, right? but I don't I have a skeptical on that because I feel like any anything with politics is all part is all planned, including Trump, including. Like I, I can see him making those deals with Clinton behind the doors too. I know, like, right? You know? I know. Sometimes you th- I think about that, but is it, have you followed any of that Q stuff? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but I never, I never got into that. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't try to like base everything around that, but like I used to take hints because you gotta pull knowledge, you gotta pull information right. from everywhere. Learn how to discern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Information is information. Yeah. 
you do with it what you what you will. There was just a lot of stuff like that got experienced with Hollywood and stuff last year and yeah, and sometimes I feel like even that Q stuff could be even like a, what was it Anon Anonymous or whatever. It was just Q. Was no, just... but before before Q. Oh, and oh, there was like anonymous. Q-anon, or... Well, the Q. See, then it was like the Q yeah. anon. It was like they came together or something. But that's like I know that's what I'm saying. Like there was a lot of because there was anonymous and anonymous was like hacking. Oh, the anonymous with the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Then when they first came out, they were like hacking big government databases, and then it kind of they had like a Twitter account, and it kind of got like yeah, they were weird. sponsored or something. It was like just leading us down another false trail. Um, I know, man. It's 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 the deception's so thick. Yeah. It's, it's, you can cut it with a knife. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I do think it's good to discuss discuss these types of things and try to get to the to the roots of it. Yeah. One of the movies, Disney movies, that I loved when I was a kid, is was Pinocchio. And God, now that I look at it, and I've seen everything. But so it. here's another thing. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you because I. I, I feel the same way you do in a lot of ways, but to, to go one level, like, I don't want to say past it, but, like, one thought that I've, that has stuck with me ever since I heard it is, like, do you think that they're just scared? Like, they, they, they push fear, and there's a lot of fear-driven agendas, right? And a lot of, a lot of the false flags, and a lot of this digital, which you, we were talking about earlier, like, holographic stuff that they project on the screens is to meant to induce fear. Yeah. And I just feel like they are one with us, even though we feel like in a lot of ways we could never do those evil things. It's like, I feel like that's part of what we have to accept is like, they're kind of trying to teach us that like they are scared and what fear leads to is control. And if we're all going to like live in fear, then they will rather just continue going on this way so that they have control. And, like the only way to actually beat them is to love them, but not love them in a way of like, we love the, the evil things or the, the negative deceptions that you're putting on the world, but love them from a point of view of like, damn, y'all are like little babies. Y'all are just scared of everyone and everything. And that's why you're trying to rule everybody with fear is because you're that scared. Yeah. I mean, it's almost not. It's not like love because you don't love yeah, the well, decisions no, they're yeah. making and the horrible deceptions that they're that they're casting and stuff like that. But it's almost like you feel you know not even sorry for them, but just like compassion that damn you're that scared I, that you feel like you need to do all this, yeah, you know, all these eugenics programs and take it to this extent. Well, because you're that scared. Like if you call them out, like that. What other reason are you doing it? Because you're scared. You're a fucking scared little bitch. Like stop being a scared little bitch and grow up. But I don't think that that's even that they're scared. I think that they they think that they're doing God's bid. Yeah. Do you think? But do you think that's what Lucifer is, or like yeah. I think Lucifer is a symbol for worshiping fear and like being I think a fear based. Either being. they're because uh... Jesus was. That's the thing. Whether Jesus was real or not, he was all about love. You know, yeah. he even said like the other ten commandments are moot. Love one another. Yeah. I mean. And that's called the Jesus commandment, you know? And so for me, whether he's real or not, I fuck with his teachings hard. I think I embrace and embody a lot of the teachings of Jesus. That's good. That's good. I think, I mean, in, in your, I think that, um, I think it's not as complicated as a lot of people make it out to be because people get so 
um, fixated on the um, the exoteric meaning of everything, so it's hard for them to like um, accept every like accept something. Um, if you listen to his words and you believe in it, that's the whole entire like that's it. It's like it's either. He, like Jesus, if, when he when he taught people, he didn't make people come and listen to him. He didn't like pull you to him and be like, "Hey, I got something to tell you." If you walked away, that was your loss. He didn't stop you or anything. And so I mean, and and that's powerful, man. Like it's like knowing that, and like um, you know, like when I heard it, I I, I think I, he was he represents unconditional love. Yeah, like, that's what he showed everybody. Like even. Judas, you know, and, and the people that, uh, you know, crucified him. Whether the, like, again, I'm not saying the story wasn't real and I'm not saying it was real. I'm saying it doesn't matter to me because the teachings that I apply to my life yeah. is what's important to me. No, that's, 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 that's awesome. That's what you should do. I mean, I always tell people, yeah. like, I thought it was corny as fuck growing up when, uh, people would rock, like, the What Would Jesus Do? bracelets oh, i yeah. thought that was so corny but now that i'm older I, I thought it was corny too honestly but now that i'm older i feel like that's one of the realest aspects of christianity is is when you make your day-to-day decisions when you live your real life and not all this conceptual theology religious studies yeah. crap your day-to-day decision making if you're asking yourself what would jesus do and you understand jesus's teachings and you understand the story of jesus and you understand that he loved his enemy, not in the way of, I don't think he loved his enemy in the way of he endorsed what they did. I don't think he was endorsing what they did. He chased the money, what did he chased the money, uh, yeah. what's the word, money manipulators out of the temple. You know, the money changers is what they're called, I think, in the Bible. Money yeah. changers. Basically what the Federal Reserve Bank is today, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> That's and so, so yeah, exactly. So it's like, his actions went against their actions, or I won't. I don't even like saying against, but he dis, he didn't approve or endorse of deceiving people, you know. Right. But he still well, like, felt compassion for those people because I think he understood that they were kind of like babies on a spiritual level, and that's why they feel the need to control other people because they can't even control themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. They're they are scared, and they are they're like little babies, and they and they 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 protect themselves um they use their money and stuff and their power to protect them but i mean honestly man they 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 know who they're worshiping they they know who they're worshiping because because they're scared though i think those are fear based you know that's why a lot of people call them demons i don't i don't really care what the word is for them but i feel like they're fear based you know immortal beings or whatever there was actually a book um called living buddha living christ that was a really impactful book for me because it was written by a Buddhist monk, and he was talking about how, like, Buddha, like true Buddhism and true Christianity go together. Like, they don't go against each other at all. And, yeah. And he was saying that if you live the way the Buddha said to live, and you live the way that Christ said to live, then you're pretty much living the same way. Um. Well, yeah, and, you know, I think that it's foolish to not believe in anything. Like, I think the differences are just in the story. Yeah. You know? and, and I think... You know, and I don't, I don't mean, I don't right. mean any harm by saying this, but I think that idol worship, and they talk about that in Christianity. I think pe- Jesus can also be idolized. You know, 
and uh, and I don't I don't mm. like that. I think. Well, like all, when they when they like put them on a cross and they put the sun behind sun sun any, behind any, the, the cross any, and like they use the symbolisms to like worship. Yeah, like like the, like Catholicism and stuff like with what they've done to the to it. Yeah, certainly. Like, yeah, but I mean, even even like, yeah, I don't believe that he's uh, what is what is the term that I don't like? It's like only through me. Because I don't think it's only. I don't think Jesus really even said that. I don't think he. I don't think that's the right translation. Yeah, I mean, definitely like the the words and um, that are translated now are differently. Meaning, like, like the end times. People are like, "Oh, it says the end times," but like, right. that doesn't mean end times. Right. Uh, and Jesus learned. He. I mean, yeah. who was his teachers? You know, that's like another whole mystery right there. Yeah. You know, he learned from was the Essenes or. Oh, from Egyptians. Or, yeah, there's the, the Essenes, E S S E N. Uh, it's like they were like the, I don't know, Essenes, Essenes, okay. Essenes. I think might be the way you pronounce it. I'm not. I, I'm about to. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't lie to you. I have a book called Christ in Egypt, which I plan to read after I've read all of those. I've heard that book before. Yeah, and um, from what the synopsis that I read, it talks about, you know, there's a whole part in the Bible between age 12 and, like, 30 where it's like, nope, that part of his life is not even in the Bible. And a lot of the historians say that he was in Egypt learning about the mysteries. 